Hey, hey, it's Tech Talk. I'm Brad Cost. We've got a great show for you today. And I've got my co-host, the Dr. Data Doc of Talk, our very own DDT, Dr. Jay Greenstein. Jay, how are you doing, buddy? Brad? I'm doing great, man. It is so good to be back in this seat chatting with you again today. We got a great guest today. You know, it sounds like I, I know you have had a relationship with him before. And for a while, I think yeah. he, he represents you and helps you out in some things. He's new to me, but oh, yeah. he, had a, he had an interesting name. I was talking to him beforehand uh, to see if, if he was connected. He wasn't, but he's got, he's, he knows everything about his namesake. That's for darn sure. And he's got some interesting well, history. Let's tell the audience what you're, what you're chatting about. Well, at Oklahoma State University, we haven't talked football or sports in a while, Jay. I don't know what's happening, I but <laughs> we're in the middle of I basketball know. Let's not bring season. Up that Ohio State Alabama game, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at Oklahoma State University many years ago, Doug Gottlieb was uh, a star. He was a Final Four uh, player at Oklahoma State University. And uh, Doug has gone on to be a big star at ESPN. He's hosts the national syndicated sports show. Uh, he's a great guy. Got a great family. And last time I heard, I think he was based out of New York City, Washington, D.C. area. And I thought, maybe there's a connection. But it doesn't seem like there was. But... Michael Steele, we're 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 going to be talking. Let me just introduce him, okay, Jay, and and people know yeah, Michael Gottlieb. He is a principal founder of Momentum Law Group. It's a law firm based in uh, uh, D.C. metro area, and uh, he's he's got some new technology that sounds very interesting. He's a friend of Jay, so he's a friend of mine. He's a friend of uh, Tech Talk. So, Michael, welcome to Tech Talk. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Great to see you, Jay. Uh, great to see you, brother, for the second time today. Indeed, indeed. We were, we, were, we were chatting a little bit. Michael's been... So for all you out there, Michael is my attorney. He is, and he's a, a great friend. Uh, the first time I met Michael, I'm just going to share the story really quickly, was at uh, an entrepreneurial event where we're both members called Cadre here in D.C., started by our good friends, Derek and Melanie Coburn. And it was after one of the speakers, and he's in a group, and he's talking, and people are listening to him, and I walk up to say hello to a friend, and, and he's starting to talk about this book that he loves, and he's sending this book to other people, and he's like, hey, what's your name? I'm like, oh, I'm Jay. He's like, oh, I'm Michael. He's like, hey, listen, I got this great book. I'm going to send you this book. What's your, you know, what's your phone number? I'm like, wow, this, this dude is super nice. Like, he, the guy's just going to send me a book. So he sends me a book, and we maintained a relationship over the years, and, and then he became my attorney. And, and I will tell you that he's more than just my attorney. He's my friend. And what I love about Michael, and, and I can't, and I think it's really hard to say this about other service providers, professional service providers, is that he like truly cares about me and his other clients as people. It's not a transactional thing. It's like, he's my attorney and he is part of my team and he's got my back. Uh, and he watches my ass and he makes sure that I don't make stupid mistakes. And that is I think the, the level of service that he provides and the kind of thinking that he provides and the kind of education he provides, because he educates me every time I, I speak to him, um, is almost impossible to find in the service industry. So I just want to say thank you, brother. I appreciate you. So glad that you're on this with, with us today on Tech Talk, and uh, we're going to have a good time. Well, thank you very much. I, I'm, I'm just touched. I appreciate the, that kind intro and those super nice words. 
So, uh, Michael, yeah, brother. my pleasure. So, Michael, when you were talking to Jay this morning, was that getting him out of jail? What What was that that you were having? I got himself in a little bit of trouble, and uh, I think it's okay now. It's okay. Sure. Court, we got him out. The county courthouse. You know, he's, he's back at home. So we did good. It was a good day, right? I just have, I just have a little jewelry around my ankle. It's fine. It's all good. That's right. You couldn't expect to start this out without me digging you some way, Greenstein. You know, I mean, come on. Of course, I would hope so. Hey, Michael. It's no fun if you don't. You know, I know Jay introduced you sort of, but let let's give you a couple minutes here. Would you mind just for a couple minutes telling us about what you do, what your vision is? Uh, how you're helping, and I know you're you're looking at a technological solution to some things in the legal fair. Tell us a little bit about that. So I have two businesses. One is a law firm where we represent entrepreneurs like Jay, and that's super fun, and I love what I get to do. But one of the things that I saw over the last several years is that there's a there's a need in the marketplace for a service and a product that didn't exist. And what that service is, is something to help people when they lose a loved one manage through the process of what happens now, right? So if, if you've ever lost a parent, uh, it can be really difficult to figure out, okay, they've passed away and you're grieving and you're going through all of the trauma of losing somebody you love, but now what? What do you do? And for me, for example, my mom passed almost 10 years ago. And I knew nothing about her life in terms of the logistics of it. I didn't know where she banked. I didn't know who took care of her apartment. I didn't know, I didn't even know what to feed her dog, because now we have a dog that we didn't have before. I didn't know any of those things. And it was really difficult. And what it led to was on top of all of the trauma of losing a parent, I spent hours and hours and hours flipping through papers trying to recreate her life. I thought, you know, this is crazy. This would be so easy to solve for, right? And so I started doing some research, and there were books that you could buy uh, that I was looking for a copy on my on my desk, but uh, it's it's elsewhere where you could you could fill it out, right? But the problem is that a lot of times, if you have the form to fill it out, you will not do it yourself. Uh, there's a, a sense of inertia, right? I'll get to it. And I thought, well, what if we could do it differently? What if we could do it as an interview? and then give it back eventually as a, as a technology solution. So we could create an app or create a website where once we've done the initial hard work, right? I've gone to Jay and I've gotten all of the information from Jay. I had somebody, just to give you some more examples of the type of thing that comes up, uh, a dear friend of mine called me one day and he was, you could hear it uh, in, in, in his messaging. He was so having such heartburn over the fact that he had acquired over the years uh, a lot of cryptocurrency. And he realized his wife would, if he passed away, his wife would, they, she might not even know that they had it, but she definitely wouldn't know how to access it. And we've heard all kinds of stories about people losing lots and lots of money in crypto uh, by losing the key or what have you. But in that case, it was just simply that his wife uh, wasn't aware of some of the assets that they had. To the level, like she knew that they had it, he'd been buying it, but didn't necessarily know how to access it. And so he wanted, we call it a legacy roadmap. He wanted a legacy roadmap so that she would know exactly what to do. Now, sometimes it's parent to child, and sometimes it's uh, uh, husband to wife or wife to husband, uh, spouse to spouse. But what we wanted to do is create something so that we can make it easier when somebody passes away 
for their loved ones to transition uh, from them being there to not being there. And the idea behind the technology solution is once we've gone through the hard part of gathering the data, which actually we make really easy because we just do it in a Zoom interview, so we can do the whole thing in an hour, so we're not relying upon them to fill out the book that they never fill out. But once we've done that and we've put it all in, then we're going to give them back an app. And it's one of the things ultimately, uh, Jay and I have talked about it a little bit, and we'll talk about it more uh, over time. And one of, my, uh, one of our other country friends, hopefully he's going to help me build the app uh, and the site so that we can do all kinds of fun things with it. Fun being a relative term when we're talking about somebody passing away, but you guys know what I mean. Uh, but make it feature, uh, feature rich so that it'll have the data. And so if they have a new bank account, they can update it. Uh, maybe not even with the bank account uh, number, just simply just all you need to know is, hey, I bank at this bank versus that bank. And you write the letter to the bank and now you have all the information you need, right? But you don't necessarily need the account number. You just need to know which bank to go to to say, hey, mom had an account here, or maybe she had five accounts here, so we know what to do and where to go. Uh, but ultimately, uh, and it'll list accountant and lawyer and uh, all the friends that you'd want to have notified in the organizations where you'd want somebody to say, hey, by the way, mom passed away. I want you guys to know that. Right? So it's just that way to be able to pass that information forward. Um, one of, uh, Jay, one of our cadre friends that we did this for uh, has two grown daughters, and he gave me, the, he, he had the nicest words to say about what we've created here, this legacy roadmap. He, he described it as an act of love, and yeah. it, just, it just touched my heart. I was like, exactly, that's what we want to do. We just want to make it easier. It's like the final act of love, right? You know what? That could be the name of the product, right? We thought about it. We like the idea of uh, the legacy roadmap because it evokes something. It evokes like what we're doing, creating a roadmap to where you're going to go, right? Yeah. Um, Maybe that's the tagline. Exactly. Maybe I, think I should just great... shut up. I, I could just shut up too. That's fine. <laughs> well, that's an option. <laughs> Oh. It's, always, it's always an option. No, Jay, we never want you. We we never want you to shut up, Jay. Come on, come on. You just keep okay, going. Thank you, Brad. I appreciate that. So, so Michael, what I love about this, um, some of the some of the world's largest problems are so, are solved with simple solutions, and it's great that you've taken you know your personal experience and created this this venture, which is going to help, like hopefully millions and millions of people, because I know how hard it is when people can't find access to this information. I know how it is when your parents are actually living and it's a nightmare. So when they're no longer here or when a loved one is no longer here, it just makes it exponentially harder. So I think what you're doing is fantastic. I definitely want to dive into where you see this, this like, industry leading initiative going when we get to the next segment. So we're, we're going to learn more about kind of not only what you're going to be doing from a technology perspective, but how you see this leading the industry moving forward. I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on that. So we'll be back in just a minute after this brief commercial. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at the Florida Chiropractic Association. Join Dr. J and myself at the upcoming Northwest Regional Convention and Expo in Panama City Beach, Florida on February the 5th through the 7th. The Florida Chiropractic Association, a leader in the profession advocating for the benefits of chiropractic and conservative care. 
www.fcacairo.org. Well, guys, welcome back. It's Tech Talk with Dr. J, our data doc of talk, and our guest, Michael Gottlieb. We're having a great conversation here. Michael is a, is a legal guru, and he is he's trying to step into some technology, help us with the legacy things of our life as we move from generation to generation. And, man, I appreciate that. I went through that with my mom, uh, sort of the same story you were just telling us about. I went uh, through that with my mom, and fortunately, my mom was a pretty organized lady. I had to find it. She didn't tell me a whole lot about it, and I had about six months prior time that I was able to talk to her and find out how she wanted the end of her life and how things were. Uh, it was still a very tough time, even being organized. You you, uh, you forget. I, my father-in-law's in the pre-need in the insurance funeral industry where they sell an insurance for burying you and those services and there i think there are 96 decisions that have to be made at the time a person dies um and when you're not in the right frame of mind it is very hard to make some of those decisions and so i think what you're doing is a is a very cool um concept so i'm gonna let yeah. jake jake take it back and finish up your yeah, conversation yeah. with him I agree, man. I think it's great. I think you're providing an incredible service. And I know how it is even, even with, you know, documents on your, in your documents folder on your computer, you know, those, those even those could get lost, but you're providing a, a long-term solution for people that's secure that will allow them to really help themselves and their families through these transitional periods in life. So I love what you're doing. Um, I'm, I'm curious, I'm curious about a few things. One, we, we kind of briefly talked about this, but I'm curious about the interoperability piece. So if, if people have access to investment accounts and bank accounts and life insurance policies, have you thought about um, not just having like the account names and the account numbers, but also the actual connections to these accounts? Is that something that's on the roadmap, not on the roadmap? And if yes or no, why? Um, so maybe we just start there. Sure. So in the first phase of it, I don't think it will be. And the reason that is, is because ultimately, what's the purpose of the, of the service and the product is to provide that information. At some point, I think it could be interesting to explore, should it connect? But before I do it, I actually spent some time yesterday with, uh, with another one of our contract friends, Jay, uh, who spent a lot of money on a software product and made every bell and whistle under the sun. And it's really cool. He actually gave me a demo. It was really neat. And one of the things that he said was, we might have over-engineered this a little bit. We may have added more bells and whistles and features than we really needed. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what's the user response. Like, what are the people looking for? Will it actually benefit them if it can connect to the bank account? Like, what would be the, the value add? So if it's, if it's Jay and Jay's looking, Jay's got this legacy roadmap and he's got access to it that says, Mom had bank accounts with uh, Chase Bank uh, here in Maryland. Okay, does it benefit Jay if he can access that? Like, how does it help? Sure, then I get to steal all of her money. Of course it benefits me, Michael. Come on, what are you Absolutely. talking about here? <laughs> so that leads to an interesting set of security questions. Too, <laughs> yes, right? like, it does. How, how far do we want to go? So one of the things that I like about what we were talking about making is that from a security standpoint, maybe we don't have to go quite as far with this product, this legacy roadmap, as we might, if we had, like, for example, I don't expect we'll have account numbers, 
because I don't think we need them. So if somebody knows that mom banks at Chase Bank, can they do anything with that? Not that easily, right? I mean, it's easy to know where somebody banks. It's not easy to know what the account number is necessarily, but you can see somebody walk into a bank and you assume they must have a bank account at Chase Bank, right? So it's that kind of thing. So it'll be interesting as we explore to see what our users are asking for. Are they going to ask for that interoperability? Yeah. It may well, and, but I'm going to let that be a user-driven decision based on time to see what happens. Yeah, That's great. My, Michael, one of the things you know that we find in developing software is you, it's very hard to step off the cliff entirely and do everything that your mind could conceive. I think that's a wrong mistake because 98% of the time you go down the wrong pathway or, or you limit yourself, you know. But when you are developing, it doesn't hurt to, to do a develop, what we call a development plan. Uh, and there, there are some more technical terms to that, but a development plan of all the possibilities you might want so you can at least build the hooks into those things so you can add those things, those features later on if you want to. But just think about it when somebody dies, the things. I'm not so sure I wouldn't disagree with you about the, the account numbers, maybe in a separate encrypted area where you could get you know right. some tracking because mom might have had three other bank accounts nobody else even knew about. And you know what happens to that money if nobody claims it after a while. Right. And the other cool thing that I found was keeping track of some of the images, some of the momentums as far as image storage. And today, with the compression that's available, you could make even a photo album of, of momentous moments or, you know, things that generations, my kids don't remember all of the things that my mom taught me, and some of those are, are cemeteries, headstones, where families buried, and it could be forgotten in one single generation. And that might be a cool thing to add is is images where they could put important important places and moments, things, jewelry, pictures of jewelry, and those kind of things. It might, might be a cool thing to do and fairly easy to do. I we're just full of ideas that, today, Michael. We're just like, we're giving you all kinds of, of <laughs> stuff to do. Absolutely. Well, Brad, I love that idea. In fact, one of the things that, that we do is we ask, our, we ask uh, our clients that do this to walk through their homes and identify the handful of things that, that really speak to them, whether it's something that maybe has really significant sentimental value. Maybe it has monetary value. One of our other contrary friends, Jay, uh, he bought a, a very beautiful car, just a gorgeous car. And right after he got the car, uh, somehow or another, I'm not even sure uh, how it happened, but he ends up meeting the, the president of the car manufacturer who sends him a picture signed by him, signed by the president of the auto manufacturer. That's pretty cool. Now, yep. his, his, his kids may not care. I thought it was awesome, uh, but his kids may not care. Uh, but, you know, just be able to say, hey, by the way, this is, this is, this is a little bit special, right? Like it's special to me. It may be special to you. Um, uh, it's one of the other things that we've been thinking about is if you have jewelry or maybe you have a fancy watch, like let's make sure that, that uh, our kids who may not necessarily know that that's a fancy watch versus like something else, that this actually has some monetary value. So let's make sure that they're aware of that. 
Um, so as we go through this legacy roadmap, it covers all kinds of different areas, but just along the lines of what you just described, Brad, like it would be great to, I love the idea of adding pictures because it's one thing to say, hey, there's a watch that has a black face and like, uh, okay, this watch has a black face. Is that the right one? Um, right. You know, so I think it could be really a, a neat, uh, a neat thing to be able to add the photo of it and say, hey, this thing, this was, this was grandma's and keep it in the family. Um, or at least know that yeah. it was there. Know what you have. Yeah, I think that's, that's amazing. A, it's and go ahead. sorry, go ahead, Brian. No, go ahead, Jay. Go ahead. I, was gonna say, I mean, that's amazing. And I just, I just think about what you're doing and how you are really creating. You're creating your own like niche. This is. I, I don't know that this has ever been done before. Do you, Michael? It's been done in slightly different ways. So there are financial advisors that have a tool where you can go in, you can upload all this stuff. The problem is inertia though, right? So the thing that's going to make ours different is a little bit of the anti-technology aspect of the front part of it, right? Where we go in and we talk to you and we say, we just need one hour of your time. With one hour, we can extract 90% of the information that we need and we'll fine tune the rest of it over the next couple of weeks. But 90% of it, we're going to get within an hour. We've done it enough times that we know that that's true. We can actually do it. Even for people like me who talk incessantly, when when Jordan, who's my assistant, who does this, uh, she did this for my wife and I, uh, we still could get it done in an hour. I was really impressed that Jordan was able to get me to shut up long enough to actually do it, but she did. Um, and <laughs> Yay, Jordan. Jordan's a rock star, yeah. um, and she knows that. Apparently. Uh, but, uh, but the 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 idea of doing this as a sort of a high-touch thing, that's what makes us different. I bought a book. It was $12.99. That's In some level, that's our competition that does exactly this. And I read the book. Mm-hmm. I looked through it last night. I gave it to Jordan today to take a look at, and she was like, I, I just can't see filling this out. But if all yeah. we have to do is just have a conversation... And it's so easy. And then when I can give it back to you and it's in such a cool format that's so easy to use. And one of the things that's really interesting to think about this, and we're in a crazy time right now with COVID, right? Like it's a really crazy time. In fact, I was just uh, just found out that uh, somebody who I've been working with up, uh, up in New Jersey has COVID right now. I didn't know that until just, uh, just right before we got on this call tonight. And I found myself thinking, you know, when you, when, when somebody's sick, if they happen to have to go into the hospital, this applies then too, right? Because somebody's got to take care of their life and keep it going, right? Yeah. So maybe we can provide access level user controls, like, so if this, then that, right? Like who should have access to it? Should somebody sure. have access to all of it? So I, I, I'd love to, to get your ideas on one particular question that we've been struggling with. Well, that access, uh, that access in our world is called role-based access. So it's, it's based on your role. Like a son may have a different role from yes. a grandson. Uh, and it's, it's fairly easy to do. It's a logic thing that you ask. So whenever they are logging on, their user ID dictates the role that they have. And there's some administrator that, you know, that's the head of the family that dictates what those roles actually are. And it's very easy. Then you limit the screen uh, services that that person can see. And uh, it's a pretty cool idea. I, I, I like that a lot, Michael. But I, I'm, I would bring up the question to you, are there five questions that, that could be asked via an app to get things going that might make that one hour 
45 minutes or 30 minutes or something like that. That are just, you know, business kind of questions that because when you sell this, you get you're dealing out there with genealogy groups and other groups for 1995 a month. You know, you can't have a hundred dollar an hour person spend an hour on it. So I think technology can do some of those things for you, but I love the personal touch. I think that's important and that's what would differentiate you from other groups. But, you know, I think Jay does that on his app. There's, you know, at the first, he's asking a few questions that says, you know, he ends up knowing what kind of therapist you need and, and what kind of services do you need just from a few questions up front. And uh, it might be something yeah. you consider is what, what, what could you do just in a, in a pre-audit kind of question like that, that really directs your assistant to know what questions they ultimately need to get to, sort of a roadmap for the roadmap. I love that. So, in fact, when I was, uh, we we actually did one of these for my dad, my stepmom. Uh, so it was great that they were they were willing to be our guinea pigs. My dad really appreciated it. In fact, at some point, my dad said, "While we were doing this, uh, I'll come back to what you just said, Brad." But I just want to share this point. So it's kind of neat. You know, you, you always look for approval from your parents, right? And uh, and my dad knew that I'd been working on this for at least a year now uh, before we finally were able to 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 ask, ask him to do it uh, and bring him into it. And I could tell before he was really unsure, like, what exactly is this thing that he's trying to do that my kid's trying <laughs> to do? Is it going to make any sense? And we were going through the interview. And at some point he said, oh, you need to know this because when my dad died, this is my father talking to me, when my dad died, I didn't know this and I had to figure it out. And man, it sucked. And yeah. so if you can know this without, like, without having to try to spend you know, weeks trying to figure it out, that'll be great. And I'm like, my dad gets it. Eureka. Eureka. <laughs> Eureka. You know, our parents, again, our parents affect our lives, our pathways. And I, I'm going to tell you a little quick tender moment about Jay that um, I knew from the moment in time I saw this that Jay and I were going to be good friends because my parents were, I lost my dad when I was 13 years old. I sort of had to become the man of the house um, and help my mom at a very young age. And my mom and I had a very special relationship and I'm the one that sort of ended ended up taking care of her in her last few years. I got a great brother and sister, but I was the one that was close by. But Jay was on a call with me, and his dad was in the car with him. He had taken his dad, I think, to a doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. And and he was FaceTiming me, and and Jay said, wait, wait, just a minute. And his dad was getting out of the car, and he, and he made his dad come back in to kiss him goodbye. <laughs> and and I said, this is my kind of guy, and because he loves, his, he loves his dad. And and uh, so that that you know for me people that have a good heart in almost every case are good people and uh and those are the ones that i want to be my friends guys well, michael let, is definitely one of those people yeah let's Thank take you. another break real quick and uh, and uh we'll be back we're going to go out here with a little darius ruckus You are listening to Tech Talk Healthcare. Our guest today is Mr. Michael Gottley, principal and founder of Momentum Law Group, based out of the D.C. metro area. Momentum is a law firm specialized in helping entrepreneurs with business activities. Tech Talk is heard on Anchor FM and many other internet radio stations around the globe. 
Thank you for joining us. Well, we're back. It's Tech Talk. I'm Brad Costa. Yeah, my co-host, the Data Doc of Talk, our very own DDT, Dr. Jay Greenstein. Jay, what's going on, Brad? Hey, man, we this have fun, man. This has been a great. You know, it's not our typical technology, although we've wound a little technology into it and helping Michael here. But it's very interesting. You know, one of the things that you and I know about in the healthcare industry is there are always attorneys. I mean, right and left. We oh, haven't yeah. asked Michael about the medical aspect of of, of being a, an attorney and if he does any of that. But you and I know some amazing attorneys in healthcare around the United States. They're a very yes, important part. And I think, uh, you know, I, th- I have great admiration for attorneys. I have one as a business partner and... She is an, a scary, intelligent lady. <laughs> she is. <laughs> she, She's I mean, crazy she is smart. So smart. Crazy smart. You know, when we were going through Medicare regulations, which were like 10,000 pages of d- regulations and documentation, it took both of us about four months to get all the way through it. Man, she could recall page one, you know. And it's it just, crazy. How do you do that? But it, it's amazing. And, and Michael, you sound like a really smart person. Also, and uh, you have to be to get where you've gotten to. And, and I just want to quickly mention before we get too far in, you really have a, an outstanding stance in the community. I, I see that you are a leader. You're, you're based in, in, is it in Rockville? Is that, is that where it's out yep. of? Yep. You're on um, the board of directors of some organizations, a facilitator, a CEO of a Roundtable. And in 2019 Entrepreneur of the Year, tell yeah, tell me a little bit about that. What do you, you've got? Obviously, have a big sense of giving back to your community. So, uh, it all started from a sort of an interesting place. When I first uh, came back to the DC area after I was in grad school, I worked for this law firm, and there was this guy there. Uh, that was like the equivalent of Norm from Cheers. He walked into any place and everybody would be like, Norm! And I was like, wow, that's amazing. That's the way Jay is when we're at a conference. You know, we're at the bar and everybody walks in. They don't know who I am, but they Jay! I've got a story about Jay They know who you are. I've got a story about Jay about that too. Uh, I'll tell that one in just a second. But, But I found myself thinking, I really wanted to have that sense of community. And so I started talking to people about how do you build community? And our friend Derek has done it uh, as well as anybody I've ever seen. Yeah, amazingly. Uh, And one of the things that I found myself thinking about was how do you do it? And so I started getting involved in certain organizations, not with the idea that maybe I'll drum up business because I knew that that would just happen if I was good at what I did and I was kind to people. That wasn't why I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it because I wanted to feel like I was a part of a thing. And so one of the things that I did was I joined an organization or applied for it and was ultimately admitted to Leadership Montgomery, which is a, a pretty influential organization here in Montgomery County. Uh, and you get to learn all about Montgomery County and you graduate. So you're in the program for a year, you graduate. And ever since I graduated in 2011, ever since I've been active within the organization. And then I became a board member within the organization. And then I was actually about to uh, be 
be off the board because you could only stay for a period of time and then the bylaws say you have to come off. Uh, and so our former CEO said, hey, I want you to be our general counsel. And that's a role that's in the bylaws. And that means that you get to be on the board for as long as you want to, which is really cool. cool. And it was it, the thing that, that happened that was really cool is, remember I told you that story just a moment ago about uh, this fellow that I worked for and everywhere we go, we would he would know somebody. So not long ago, I was with my daughter and we went to a restaurant and uh, somebody came over and said hi and somebody else came over and said hi. And, and my daughter said, how come every time we go out, you seem to know somebody there? And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. That's great. It. That's great. So, but, but let's tell that same story about Jay. So I, I'm, I'm, I, I love cars. I'm a big car guy. And it's where I spend most of my time that isn't related to being an entrepreneur, being a lawyer or a dad or a husband. Uh, and, uh, and so I was at this car event and I meet this guy and he tells me that he's a chiropractor. And I was like, oh, I wonder if you know uh, my friend, Dr. Jay. And he looks at me and he's like, Dr. Jay Greenstein. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he was like, do I know him? Of course I know him. Everybody in the chiropractic community knows Dr. J. He's like our God. And I was like, Oh my God. I'm like, Okay, then. And he was like, So you know him? And, and like all of a sudden, like somehow or another, I became more important in the world because I knew Jay. And I'm like, Everybody <laughs> says this. that though, Michael. I mean, Jay is Jay. You know, I mean, everybody says that about Jay. The, I have a funny story about Jay that the first conference that after we created our partnership with the Virginia Association, Jay, you were there and I was invited to the board, little dinner or mixer the first yeah, night. Yeah. You showed up in a skull cap with your two dogs at a board meeting <laughs> and a tie-dye t-shirt and flops. And I thought, yeah, this is a this is a special guy, you know? This is a special guy. And you're you're That's perceived hilarious. you're perceived everywhere we go in the United States, you're perceived that way, Jay. So you you got a lot of you got a lot of weight on your shoulder to carry that that kind of personality, buddy. You, you know what though? I'll tell you what, it's pretty easy because it's it's kind of ironic. I just did a Facebook live event for Fix, which is the Federation of International Chiropractic and Sport, and I, somebody else told a story of me walking in wearing a do-rag and a ripped t-shirt. So it's just me. So then it's easy, right? If it I just, I mean, yeah, it's just you. it's just easy. Well, I thought People the dogs either like it or they hate it. It's all good. I thought the two dogs were a great, great uh, perspective. <laughs> Psychic. <laughs> I so, love my dogs. Yeah, I know. And, and so do I, Michael. Let's quickly. We talked about your community. Just tell me a little bit about your family. Give a shout out to your kids. Tell me oh, yeah. a little bit. So I have a wonderful wife. Her name is Sue. Uh, great uh, name for. Uh, a lawyer's wife, right? Um, <laughs> except I don't. It's not something I actually do. Uh, but uh, uh, I'm a I'm a deal guy. I put things together. I don't uh, don't go to court. Um, uh, but she's amazing. We've been married for a long time, uh, and we have two awesome kids. Allie is 15. Austin is 12, uh, and they've they've been amazing through this entire pandemic. Um, really patient understanding. They totally get that this is not within their control and they don't, I, I can't even imagine how annoying I would have been to my parents. Like, uh, during this entire time, I want to go do this. And them saying, what do you not get about this? And these Allie and Austin, they just get it. They understand that, that, you know, we are where we are and life will get better and different, but there's also joy to be had today. And I think they've done a great job in finding how to have fun. Uh, Austin, 
is, you know, he's 12, so he enjoys his video games and he's been really uh, enjoying spending time online with friends. So like the idea that he's getting to socialize with folks in a way that's different than he ever did before is super cool. And my daughter uh, goes uh, running or walking uh, usually once or twice a week with uh, the same couple of girls. And, and so she's getting her time socially in that way. And they're both kicking butt in school. So uh, Man, I couldn't be more proud. Michael, you couldn't have scripted that whole description of your wife and your kids any better. You need to be sure that they hear this so they can yeah. uh, see how that was an amazing description of your wife and kids. That was awesome. Yeah, that's a, you're obviously a loving dad also, huh? He is. I've heard uh, he's told me stories about him taking his kids to the car shows and spending time with them. Like he's an amazing father. He's he sets the example. And obviously that creates a great family and and great kids. So it doesn't surprise me in the least. So I got to ask a quick question. You mentioned cars. What what kind of are you classics muscle? uh, What what kind of cars are you into? So I like anything that's somewhat unique and I tend towards very fast. Okay. Um, (laughs) so what do you drive? What do you drive? So I have, uh, we have a few cars, uh, the three, the, there's three fun ones. Um, one that I, I feel very privileged to own cause it's, it's very unique. It's a Lexus LC 500, uh, which by itself is not a particularly common or popular car, but this one is an inspiration series. So yeah. there's only a hundred of them. And then my particular one was heavily modified, uh, by the dealer that I bought it from. So it looks very different than everybody else's. So it's really neat. In fact, when I first bought it, I posted a picture of it on a message board and somebody that was not even in this country said, is that the car that was at the Lexus dealer in Rockville? And I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, uh, another it's car a beautiful I, car. It is. Another car that I have is a, I just recently bought it as a BMW M4 convertible, uh, which is just a blast to drive. Yeah. And then uh, another car, which is sort of the, um, it's, it's the beast of the cars. It's a, it's a, 1998 Toyota Supra. So think back to Fast and the Furious. Yep. Uh, and so it's been fully restored and is completely built up. So it's got a lot of horsepower. It's about 650 horsepower to the crown. Wow. Crane. Wow. Uh, my wife hates it. Uh, it smells like gas as soon as you start it. Uh, it is loud. It is raw. It is rough. It is just an absolute <laughs> beast. That's great. I grew up with muscle cars. My high school car was a Camaro Z28. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah. So it was, a, you know, at the time you didn't know it was a classic, but it was a cool car. And, right. and I re- recently stepped out of uh, the, the, I had the Lexus for many, many years. I looked at that car uh, at the time, but I ended up going to a Tesla. So I've got the Tesla S with the plaid battery, long range. Oh, nice. You know, it's a 200-mile-an-hour car, and, you know, zero to 60, and uh, like right at two seconds, you know. It, yeah. So it, you can spin the wheels when it's going 30 miles an hour. If you stomp it real hard, it'll squeal the wheels wheels on it, you know. <laughs> so it's been a fun and car. Then you've got a, and then you've got a big beast of a vehicle, too, Brad. You, you spoke about that with Ray. Uh, I've got the Ford, I've got the Ford, an old Ford pickup that I is a diesel 250. That is sort of my weekend truck, you know, that I haul stuff around. And then my wife, I bought her for Christmas a few years ago, a Jeep that I bought off of the Jeep dealer's lot, black on black, just a straight up dealer package. And I spent more money customizing than the Jeep cost me. (laughs) You know, I put 36 inch wheels on it. 
tall wow. and and uh, it's jacked way up. And when I get in my Tesla in the garage, I'm looking at her running boards. You know, when I'm looking at the side. but she loves it. And she, you know why she wanted the Jeep J to haul the dogs why? back and forth to OSU. You know, yeah, and course. so we, we put the rubber mats in it, and uh, and the dogs know exactly what to do, and they jump in their part of the car, and she heads off and uh, and I takes the dogs to work. Yeah, it's a it's I a cool. It. Yeah, so that's great. Well, Jay, we're we're you know I this got is I gotta a- ask him too. You gotta give me two more questions, Brad. Okay, go really ahead. quick, no, all go right? Because I know we're running out of time, but but Michael. You know, one of the things that came to my mind is is people making assumptions about when this particular product and service is right for them. Like, when you know, when are my parents old enough for me to do this? So, you know, my belief is 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 probably different than that. It seems like this would be good for everybody. Um, so maybe you could just speak to that. Like, who who needs this and when? Perfect. So I would say that we really have two markets. We have the people that are maybe like our age, you know, maybe they're in their uh, 40s or 50s, and they really want to do this in as much for their spouses as for their children. Mm-hmm. And they may also be looking at it as it relates to their parents, right? So in both cases, in that case, they're looking at it from the standpoint of being a customer and being the beneficiary of the product for their parents. And then sure. in the other case... It is for the folks that are thinking about, like, okay, I've done, I've done my will, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm ready to start thinking about what happens if and what happens when. And those folks tend to be a little bit older, and so that would be more towards our parents. But a lot of times, it's going to be driven by the people who are our age because they're thinking about it. They're thinking, what would happen if mom died or dad died? Would I know what to do? Would I know who to contact? Um, So it really does become both groups in that sense. That's great. That makes a lot of sense. And speaking of who to contact and how to contact, you know, let's let the audience, because I know there's going to be a lot of people out there like, oh, yeah, I need this. Um, so, so please tell the audience how to get in touch with you. Um, what, what's the best, what are the, what are all the channels they can connect with you on? So right now we are still working on creating a website. Uh, so we are still using the law firm's email for, for me for right now, uh, to connect on this. And cool. so my email address there is Michael at momentumlawyers.com. Michael at momentumlawyers.com. Uh, that's the best way. And uh, our website for the law firm is MomentumLawyers.com, obviously. Uh, and we've got a little page there about it, but for the most part, uh, all of that is is coming soon. What ended up happening is we spent so much time working on creating uh, the questionnaire and how to do it and how we're going to deliver it that all of the uh, promotional aspects of it and, and uh, the marketing side uh, has sort of been pushed aside. And so now we're starting to work on that as now that we've pretty much got the rest of it fine-tuned. And then the next step is the app. Awesome. It is the perfect combination of high touch and high tech. And I am so excited for you, brother. And if every attorney in the world was as awesome as you are, the world would be an exponentially better place. So I love and appreciate you, my man. And I'm so excited for you and everything that you're doing and leading the way and helping families. So thank you. Brad, we are going to be hanging out together next week, brother. We Where are we going to be? We are. We're going to be in Panama City, Florida. The f- mm-hmm. Florida, yeah, the Florida Chiropractic Association 
they're sponsoring us this week, by the way. Uh, we're we're going to do our normal gig and talk about technology, aren't we? Yeah, it's a crazy thing. You and me talking about technology. Who would have thought? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Who would have thought? Well, we're also going to get in. One of our classes is in ethics. Uh, we're going to talk a little ethics, bit about yeah. the ethics of technology and what's happening there. But yeah. look forward to seeing you, brother. Uh, yeah, and, man, me too. I can't wait. And uh, we're going to have a great time. You know, it's Panama City. Yes, it's supposed to be cold. I was just looking at the weather for it, man. So bring a jacket. Of course, that's not cool. where it's cold. That sucks. <laughs> Listen, Michael, <laughs> thank you. It's supposed yeah. to be warm. Yeah, Michael, thank you. Thank you again for being with us. Uh, I look forward to kind of touching back with you once the app the once the app is built. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, we'll all right. Back. Guys, thank you a lot. We're gonna go out with a little Jason Aldean. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at the Florida Chiropractic Association. Join Dr. J and myself at the upcoming Northwest Regional Convention and Expo in Panama City Beach, Florida on February the 5th through the 7th. The Florida Chiropractic Association, a leader in the profession advocating for the benefits of chiropractic and conservative care. www.fcachiro.org.